Chicago. This is your new morning routine. Cap and J-Hood. Follow Cap J-Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app on ESPN 1000. And now on FM at 100.3 HD2. Now, now, now. On Chicago's Home for Sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. To the inside, it's Robinson for the touchdown. Burrow under pressure, down he goes. Robert Quinn got it. And the Bears' defense stiffens and pushes the Bengals out of field goal range. Eddie Jackson off the edge, and look at him right there. That's exactly who they motioned him in for, to block number four off the edge. Fourth and two, Burrow to the sideline, incomplete. He wanted Higgins, but Kendall Vildor slams the door. Burrow, not going to get a chunk play here. Instead, it's the Bears to take a chunk out of Joe Burrow. Malone Nichols with the sack. Pocket collapsing again, and there's the sack for Khalil Mack. His first of the year. Bengals bring five-man pressure. Fields in trouble. Ball is out. Loose on the turf. And Fields is able to recover it. Logan Wilson had a chance for a scoop and score after the Hendrickson strip. Burrow from the pocket has time to find Higgins who drops the football and it's scooped up by Chicago. Deshaun Gibson's got it. And Gibson down at the Bengal 40-yard line. Fields. Good protection this time. Good ball to the sideline where Mooney is waiting. Sliding down at the nine. First and goal there. Seventh straight dating to last year. As Santos puts this one right down the middle. Crowd trying to make it more difficult now. Burrow throws. Intercepted. It is picked off. And on the run is Roquan Smith. Down the sideline. Smith gets a block all the way. The pick six for Roquan Smith. Let's pick oh, my Vincent, and it's intercepted. Jalen Johnson with the pick. Those last three possessions all have ended in turnovers. Back-to-back picks as Burrow will throw on first down. Pressure up the middle. He's hit it. It's a third straight pick. A third straight interception. This one for Angelo Blackson. And it's first and goal Bears. Shot field goal and it makes it 20 to 3. Justin Fields does enough today to get the win over the Cincinnati Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome home, defense. They were just outstanding yesterday. Four takeaways. That bucket is overflowing at Hallis Hall. Sean Desai, you get an A, man. An A. They were really really locked in. I think they heard all the criticism. They fed off the energy of the crowd. And Jonathan, 
One and one, baby. Ah, Bears Victory Monday. Finally, it sounds good and it feels good here today as the Bears are one and one. How good was the Bears defense? It's funny, we were just talking about and it's two storylines, right? Week one, we talked about how how the Bears defense underachieved. In week two, 15 passes by the Bengals in the first half. None were longer than 11 yards. Sounds like the Bears defense that we know, right? Yep. 4.2 yards per pass for Burrow uh, in yesterday's game, and the Bears come out with a victory. It's a mixed bag. There's a lot to talk about here. Layered thoughts about the Bears, and not only from Sunday's game, but what's going to happen for week three. So I got so much to unpack here with you. Phone lines are open for you, 312-332-3776. Andy Dalton gets injured. Justin Fields comes in. So you could see why they said, look, pump the brakes. We're working with this kid. It's going to take some time. He's not ready. He was not great yesterday. In fact, of the three guys on the field, this is not saying who I would take. Just in the amount of time they were all on the field, Andy Dalton was the best quarterback on the field yesterday. So Matt Nagy was right. He was not wrong. He was not wrong. (laughs) How about right? How about giving him his credit this morning only in this regard? From his evaluation and the Bears coaching staff, they felt that Andy Dalton was the right guy to be the quarterback and to ease Justin Fields into the offense. To give him a certain package of plays, which I told you I'm not a fan of. That's for Saturdays. I believe in having one clear-cut quarterback, and if there's injury like happened yesterday, then you plug the kid in. That's what I would do. But from the evaluation from Matt Nagy, he clearly thought Justin's coming along fine, but Andy's the right guy for this time. And guess what? Nagy was right. right. At, least from, at least from what we saw yesterday, he was right. Okay. I'm not an idiot. Thank you, Matt. Right. So here's what I would say to you. If uh, we don't know the extent of the injury to Andy Dalton, Matt said after the game, I don't believe it's an ACL. We will get some pictures today or MRI and see where we're at. If Justin Fields and by all accounts, I would bet you he's starting on Sunday. We'll see. There is no point in ever going back to either of the veteran guys. Now I'm glad that they didn't trade Nick Foles because if Dalton's hurt, you got a competent backup behind Justin Fields. But if indeed Justin starts on Sunday, in my opinion, there is no reason then to ever go back. Ride out the rest of the season. You're not winning the Super Bowl, I don't believe anyway. Let this kid develop. You could say that. However, there's nothing that Dalton did to play himself out of the job. See, you could go back to Trubisky and flip the page back that that time in which Trubisky just was not, um, he was not aggressive enough, he was not productive enough to hold on to his job. And that's when he plugged in Nick Foles in the Atlanta game last year, right? This is what happened. Correct. All right, so there's nothing that Dalton has done to get himself out of the job. If you just feel that Justin Fields is the right guy for this time, that's fine. You have that choice. But it's nothing that Dalton did to get him out of the job. Maybe the Bears win that game if Dalton's uh, healthy. Maybe maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Who knows, right? Because we'll never know because Dalton thought he was Justin Fields. Like, I'll make sure that kid is playing on the bench. I can run. I can run. Oh, He did it once. I feel pretty good, man. It's like me in the back with a snowstorm last year, right? right? I'm feeling good. 
one house, two house, three houses. Oh, God. Right. The back went out, right? See you in a month. Right, right, exactly. Same thing with Andy Dalton. Like, you know what? I know that guy's known for his leg. I can motor too. And he tried to prove it the second time, done. Right? So, to me, it's nothing that Andy did. It's just, that would just be an organizational choice in this scenario. Correct. That you, that you have full, that you have fields for the rest of the year. So, what I did not like yesterday, we'll get to the rest of the defensive stuff in a minute. Why is Justin Fields chained to the pocket? Well, I work with three guys at TV who all played there, one on offense, Olin, and two on defense, Alex Brown and Lance Briggs. They prepared a game plan for Andy Dalton to run. Andy Dalton is a pocket passer. He had two plays, as you mentioned, that he ran, but he is not an RPO rollout. My legs can beat, beat you as well as my arm. Right. And so Justin was running that game plan. Did Matt Nagy not come on our show from training camp? After practice, we practiced with Justin on plays for him to run. Mm -hmm. Outside the pocket, on the move, working on accuracy, seeing the feel, all of that. Where was that? Why is he standing in the pocket? Now, he threw a dime to Allen Robinson. That's a touchdown. He dropped it. You want to be paid like a top five kid? You better catch that. Mooney dropped one. Still, the offense put up one touchdown, Andy Dalton. That's it. It was not good enough. The offense, whether it's Fields or Dalton, was not good enough. Again, you are this offensive guru. It's supposed to be an offensive team with Nagy on it, and it still was not good enough offensively. And so you wonder about the game plan, right? So if you were this offensive guru, don't you kind of go into the safe and pull out, well, these are things that will make fields in the offense go. Now, the offensive line, they still got to block. No matter who's back there, they still got to block. But isn't there a certain set of plays that you have for fields? Okay, well, Dalton's out. Let's make sure that we've got this kid up to speed on things that he can do. Give him the opportunity to let him flourish on things he can do, not things that he can't do. Now, eventually, he's going to be a good pocket passer, just not right now. Watch him at Ohio State. He can roll out and be able to run with the football or roll out so he can be able to throw the ball down the field. But to chain him in the pocket like that, that's no good. And by the way, this is no shot at the offensive line because actually the first couple of games, I think the offensive line has been pretty solid. It has been. Not not great, but solid enough for you to be able to run your offense. Went back and watched the tape and then asked those guys questions. Like Jermaine Effetti last week was really pretty damn good against the Rams with Leonard. He was locked up on Leonard Floyd a lot. Mm-hmm. Did a really good job. The offensive line yesterday, I just saw Kevin Fishbane this morning had tweeted out the snaps. Cody Whitehair was on the field, 100%. James Daniels, 100% of the snaps, 65. Effetti, 100%. Mustafa for 100%. Peters, 100%. Your whole offensive solid. line played the entire game yesterday. Solid. And did a very solid job. Now, they're going to have a real test with the Cleveland Browns at Cleveland. Real test. Miles Garrett, that team is good. Clowney, they got beasts, man. But it's progress. Progress. But for me, if Justin starts, no reason to go back. Okay. I, well, we're going we're to see. And if you're Andy Dalton, you're like, what did I do to get myself out of that job? Did I lose my job because of injury? That, that could be a thing, too. I mean, the, these will be questions that will be asked if Justin Fields remains the starter for this Bears team. And I want to make sure that, that we put this out here early so people can ruminate on this for a while. Mm-hmm. Cap, if you're Matt Nagy, and I don't know because we have not asked him the question and he probably won't give us an honest answer, 
I believe that Matt Nagy felt that Andy Dalton was the right guy for the job right now because he wanted to believe in someone that's a veteran that can hold the offense steady than someone who's learning on the job. Because you know how this works, right, with some coaches. You know this better than anybody. Some coaches will say, I'm going to stick with a veteran, the person I do know versus the person I don't. I know that I can trust this guy. He might make mistakes, but I know he's a veteran that's seen everything. He's a kid. And I think that that was the thought coming into this whole bear season where he trusts the veteran more so than the kid. And I know it's hard on the TV shows and our shows in which people are saying, play the kid because he's going to be something special because we haven't seen a quarterback quite with his, with his kind of skill set. But from Matt Nagy's standpoint, he goes, I like the veteran in that spot. And the other thing is Matt truly – and they went to the playoffs last year. However they got there, they sure. did play in the sure. playoffs. Matt believes we're a playoff caliber football team. I owe it to the other 52 guys that I play. The guy I think gives us the best chance to win right now. That's him saying that. Yeah. For me, if Justin starts Sunday, sorry, Andy, it's his job. It is. It all depends on what you want as a fan, too, Cap. Don't you want the Bears to go to the playoffs? Can you get to the playoffs with Justin Fields learning on the job? Or can you get that with the steady hand of Dalton? That's a question, it's a right? a great question. I mean, I mean, that's because you got there with a, a solid veteran quarterback and, and Mitch Trubisky. Okay. And then Nick Foles. Okay. Now, what about this year? Captain Jay Hood. Jay Hood. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. That's why I no shots with Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. That's why I see Shot or no shot is brought to you by PointsBet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse. PointsBet Sportsbook now open. Download the PointsBet app right now. Stop by Hawthorne Racecourse and register your account. Good morning, Daniel. Happy Victory Monday, gentlemen. Pretty awesome. What's up, Danny? What up, Hoodie? How you feel, man? I feel good. Chilling, chilling, chilling. After a Bears victory? Absolutely. Can I tell you something? So Mark Sanchez and Kevin Kugler did the game yesterday. And Mark Sanchez, you know what? I, I like that he was not afraid to go after anybody. And also, you use you know how it is, Cap. You know, when they hire color analysts, they always kind of go to the quarterback first because the quarterback's the smartest guy on the field, apparently, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. So they get Mark Sanchez in there, and that guy was diagramming stuff defensively. He was talking about the other side of the football, which you don't get very often. So I thought thought that was very well done. Um, And here's something else, too. I'll just admit this in front of you and Danny and Jeff. I... uh, I forgot that Sanchez played for the Bears. <laughs> when they flashed him in a Bears uniform, I go, oh, God. That's he right. played for the the blue and orange. I forgot. I don't even remember what year that was. So when he came in, Mitch was a rookie. Yeah. And he, I had him on. And he said, Danny was with me. He said that Mitch came in and was looking at houses. He had signed his contract. I'm going to buy a house. Somewhere not far from the facility and said, said, no, you're not. What do you mean, no, I'm not? The first year, you're going to rent a one-bedroom apartment, not two. Because if you have an extra bedroom, your buddies from college are going to go, hey, man, can I crash at your... No. I have stuff I have to accomplish. Mm -hmm. I got to be working. He said, 
That's exactly what he did. Now, it didn't end up working out, but it was just the leadership. That's why they had brought him in, not because he was a good player. I, I had forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him there, and he was talking about, oh, Chicago's so good to me, and uh, we had dinner. I'm like, I don't know if security even remembers that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who is that guy? <laughs> Danny. I, I think it's funny that somebody at Fox grabbed Mark Sanchez and was like, hey, dude, you know how Tony Romo kind of predicts what play is going to happen? You need to start doing that. So he had like four or five predictions. I think he went one for five. Like he's not very good at the Tony Romo predicting what plays on tap. All right, boys, let's get to shot or no shot on this Victory Monday. Gentlemen, shot or no shot, Andy Dalton has taken his final snap as a Chicago Bear. Uh, that's a no shot. Wow. That's a no shot. I expect him at some point. Now, again, this is depending on the injury. If he's healthy, I believe that he'll be pressed right back into service. So I believe it's a shot promises i believe it's a shot yeah simply because if he indeed has a bone bruise as we just read the tweet from that dr david chow Mm -hmm. if that's accurate justin fields will be the starter going forward he will unless he got hurt he will not give the gig back there'll be no point in taking the job away from him so i will say it's a shot andy dalton will never again take a snap as the bear quarterback Can I say it's a little irresponsible that David Chow in his tweets, and when we read it, and when I say we, I mean you, it's it's also a little bit irresponsible. I mean, the guy saw the same stuff on TV that we did, and now he's predicting ACL injuries. I mean... Well, let's, let's back let's back off on the David Chow. Google him, read his Wikipedia. Maybe not the greatest reputation in the game of football. Oh. I'm just saying, let's let's not push that like it's fact. Well, no one is. No, just... I know, but every time we reference it. For people just tuning in, it sounds as if we're adding credibility to it. Yeah, I disagree. It's He looks at the tape and says you could just have a bone bruise, but that's still a several-week injury. But, and I think that's fact. That's I, Okay. So we'll see. Uh, okay. Gentlemen, moving on. The offense still struggled no matter which quarterback was under center. <laughs> the offense only scored 13 total points well, yesterday. You, well, you don't get your, your advice from Twitter doctors, Danny? No, I mean, plus I Google this guy and I read his history and like oh, I'm, I'm very familiar. I, yeah, it, uh, you follow him. Uh, Me- I mean, Meller agrees with me. I think. I mean, Andy Dalton could have to have his leg amputated. <laughs> Some doctor somewhere tweeted that out. Some Bears fans are rooting for that. All right, gentlemen, the they offense still struggled no matter which quarterback was under center. The offense only scored 13 points yesterday, which is not enough in this NFL. Gentlemen, I ask you, shot or no shot, the offense will drastically improve under Justin Fields. That's a shot, but it's going to take time. It's just it's just a fact, man. Oh, there's no, to- there's no timetable, right? Not this year, not this month. Like, it will drastically improve. No, I mean this this year. Before the end of the season, shot. He's that talented. So we both know the definition of drastically. That means that we're going to see games like we saw with Kansas City and and well, that and, is and, extremely and, drastically. Well, if that's a term, well, we're, well, we're asking for like ten more points a game, right? So that's like 27, 28 points a game. They and scored been, thirteen. To ask him to score twenty three points a game in this drastic? NFL is still low. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So drastically means that we're going to see scores in the 30s all the time with the Bears. There's no shot of that. Not this year. Don't disagree with you. but if, I'll say no shot. But if he adds 10 more points 
for the Bears, that's drastic improvement. <laughs> no, no. I, if the team is in the in the high twenties or or in the thirties, that's drastic. I think that again, I'm not expecting the world from him in the first year. He's a rookie. Woodrow year, in two in year two, year three, absolutely. Hold on a second. They've been what twenty eighth, twenty sixth, twenty ninth, thirtieth with Matt. Right. Those numbers, I'm yeah. pretty close. Yeah. If and they've been averaging like seventeen points a game. If you get it to 24, that is, for me, that's drastic improvement. Drastic. With a kid whose best days are ahead of him. Will we ever see a Bears offense average 30 points a game under Matt Nagy? No shot. I don't know if we ever will see a Bears team, whether it's Matt Nagy or you. I'm not sure we'll ever average 30 points a game. Drastic, I'll go with no shot, especially in year one for Justin Fields. Year two, year three, the hope is that it'll get better. I'll tell you when you might see it, when they build that stadium in Arlington Heights and it's indoors and all of a sudden, oh, we don't have to play home games in 20 below weather. Do you have inside intel on that, Cap? Working on that. All right, Danny, go ahead. Week one was certainly an embarrassment for the Bears' defense. 34 points were allowed, only one sack, zero takeaways, three 75-yard touchdown drives allowed in a row. Yesterday was a different story for the defense, so I ask you guys, shot or no shot, the defense is once again its old self. Uh, That's a no shot. Or ask me after Cleveland. Yeah, I I need to see more than just Cleveland. Ask me in like six, seven, eight weeks. Let I, you're not going to get that number of takeaways every week, but if I could see that kind of pressure, because now that you showed Quinn and Mac on the same side, mm-hmm. Cleveland's going to be prepared for that. So what is your move next, Sean Desai? And is the return of Eddie Goldman coming next week? Because if you can have a rotation inside of Eddie Goldman and Bilal Nichols and Akeem Hicks, and then you line up Khalil and Robert Quinn, wherever that is, all of a sudden now, wow, you have a chance to push the pocket and get pressure. Get to the quarterback and make him uncomfortable. Burrow got into a rut yesterday. He could he thought, okay, one interception, two interceptions. No, I'm good. Three interceptions in right. a row. Right. I mean, that again, that comes from pressure from the Bears' defense. I will say I don't think they're back yet. It, it was back Sunday against the Browns, a different story, and they might be back against the Lions, but it's got to be consistent. See, the way this offense works – cap is that because the offense is still trying to figure out who they are the defense has to be consistent at least maybe they could turn the ball over and get a touchdown because we, we kind of revert back to the old bears bears having to do their job and score that might be the case here for this season as well so I'll, there you go danny chop that up speaking of the defense gentlemen roquan smith eight tackles a pick six and a sack against the Bengals yesterday i ask you boys shot or no shot roquan smith is officially the bears best defender uh, that's a no shot, but it's close. I still have to side with they game plan for Khalil Mack. They were tripling him at times, and it allowed Quinn and Hicks and all these guys. Akeem Hicks is a beast. beast. Yes, he is. He is putting together highlight reel action for his next team. <laughs> or just for free agency, you better, right? Better get him signed. He's got. He's putting together a highlight reel because he knows the cameras catch him, right? facials, 
him being able to go after the quarterback, soaring through the air. I mean, he's doing a lot in in two weeks. Yep. Doing a lot. Yep. No question. Uh, and so I will say no shot to that, even though I love Roquan Smith. As I always tell you, man, for a decade, he's just going to be a solid player for you. Don't have to worry about Roquan Smith. For a decade, he's going to be terrific for the Bears. Terrific. Just He's just going to be just a solid player that's going to be productive for the Bears. But I still will side with Mac. Now, here's interesting. A sidebar on this. So in the IDOT bullpen this By morning, the way, you may approach. Brought to you by Howard Enkinlock. Go ahead. And so in the IDOT bullpen this morning, and IDOT likes to remind you that uh, driving oh. responsibly in construction and work oh, zones really is a matter of life or death. Learn oh. more online or through social media at oh. lifeordeathillinois.com. Sparky, off the furniture. You know better than that. Take that. Spark. Mom's not going to like that. No. I'm My just telling you. up on the wall trying to climb up to read that. Yeah, because you're like your dog. Get off the furniture, for God's sake. Take that. Anyway. Yoshi. Anyway. So the IDOT bullpen, Danny disagrees with you regarding Khalil Mack and his production, or lack mm-hmm. thereof. Danny, you feel like he could do a lot more, even though we did see him with a sack yesterday. I, okay, I always compare Khalil Mack to Aaron Donald. And anytime you watch a Rams game, Aaron Donald is always in the mix. He's always a disruptor. I'm not going to argue with Cap and disagree that thanks to Khalil Mack being a beast, guys like Robert Smith get open. Guys like Akeem Hicks have one-on-one, one-on-one blocking against them. I get that. I just feel like for what we're paying Khalil Mack and who he's supposed to be, I feel like he hasn't been that guy in the last two seasons. I know he was injured last year, but... Yesterday, he made waves. He helped his other guys make make things happen. But where is he on the tackles? Where is he on the stat sheet? Where is he as as a disruptor? I don't care if three guys are covering Aaron Donald. He still finds a way to make tackles, get to the quarterback, knock him down. I, I expect more out of Khalil Mack. But when he t- uh, takes on three guys, that is him doing his job. That's it. Period. And that allows Robert Quinn unfettered access to the quarterback. Alec Ogletree, unfettered access to the quarterback. uh, Angela Blackson to be able to make a pick. Whatever the case may be. Blackson's pick had nothing to do with with Khalil Mack. Really? Go back and watch it. I did. What's Khalil Mack doing? He's rushing the passer. Correct. I mean, you know, you know, it's, it's to get to the four minutes, four minutes left in the first. The Bengals take over the ball. It's first down, second down. Khalil Mack's on the sideline. Why? Why is he on the sideline on first down? Why is he on the sideline at second down? How much money are we paying him? He's out of shape. He's out of breath. I don't understand what he's doing. They're showing him standing on the sideline. Bengals first and ten. Ex- explain that to me. Yeah, he can't be a specialist at this point. He's got to be out there multiple downs. Unless there was an injury that we don't know about. Or something that they limited him in he the game. Was, he played 43 of 55 snaps. 43 of 55 snaps. He played more than Akeem Hicks. He played more than Ogletree. He played more than Quinn, Nichols, Blackson. But he's supposed to be a top five defender. An edge rusher is as important as a quarterback, right? That's what they always say. I just, for me, as a guy watching, and listen, I never played football. I get it. To see him on first down standing on the sideline made no sense to me. Dude, he, he played 78% of the snaps. you got to let the guy get a breather. He's getting two and three guys on him. Well, and, and because of that, it opens up for everyone else. That's usually the plan, right? Correct. If he's going to be double teamed, others should be able to eat. Correct. So, Danny. All right, gentlemen, last one quickly. Shot or no shot, you will watch the Peyton and Eli Manning Monday Night Football broadcast tonight instead of the standard broadcast. Uh, Sox are playing today, aren't they? 
Little Sox Tiger. Uh, uh, we'll see. That might be that might be the main channel. Tonight. Time is that bad boy start six oh five? Yeah, they're in Detroit, so a little six, uh, probably six o'clock yeah, start. Six o'clock. Yeah, so maybe they get the main channel. Yeah, that'd be five thirty here on ESPN one thousand. Yeah, home so, of the White Sox. Yeah, so um, I think I might tune in for a few minutes. Are we going to talk about it tomorrow? Manning's going to have a Manning breakdown tomorrow. I, I'm sure we will. I'll every, watch some every of it. Tuesday. We're going to break that down. <laughs> I will watch some of it, but I like the traditional broadcast for the lion's share of my Monday night viewing. No pun intended, because the Lions are playing the Packers. A weem away, a weem away. Yes, the Lions will sleep tonight against the Packers. I know you got your money down on the Packer tonight. I do not have any money on the game tonight. I'm not saying I won't later. Yeah, but as of right now, I have no money going. I say put yourself a, together a parlay. Like me yesterday with the sky and the bears. Go ahead. All yeah, right. Where's my text? Huh? Friday. I'll text you what to play in college. No text. I text hoodie. No response till Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot. Well, well you know why? Light action in college. Why should I get why should you bet a hundred to win a hundred and one dollars? A hundred and two dollars. Right. I'm making sure I'm taking care of you in that spot. Where was the sky call? Well, that was late. I didn't realize they were playing at 5. Wow. <laughs> why, and why would I text you? You're at TV. You can make that bet while you're on the set? Yeah. No. Is they that what you do? sponsor. Points bet. I'm a DraftKings guy. David Kaplan. Jonathan Hood. This is Cap and J. Hood. Follow on Twitter at, 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 at CapJHood. On ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. app. Qualifier for the Vegas Strip. Be listening at 435. 435. Waddle and Sylvie will be pulling one of those qualifiers to go to Las Vegas, Nevada to stay at the Circa and do watch their live broadcasts and have a blast in Las Vegas and then go to the game on Sunday Bears and the 2-0 and Raiders right now. They're looking good. Went into Pittsburgh and beat up on the on the Steelers at Heinz Field. The NFL so so much fun, man. You just never know what you're going to get from week to week. And so watching week two, man, there was so much that was going on. And it ends with Detroit and Green Bay tonight. You heard Danny's bet. He's just going to go all in, pushing all his chips in the middle of the table, feeling like Green Bay will be able to dominate okay. a whim away. The last time I checked the line, it was 11 and a half. Danny, I believe, on his promo for his sportsbook he endorses, was 14 or more and the over, correct, Danny? That's that what the same game parlay I'm betting tonight on FanDuel. I'm betting Aaron Rodgers to throw for over 280 yards. That's a gimme. Packers to win by 14 or more points, and the current spread is 11 and a half. And then I'm taking the over, which is at 48 and a half. Yeah, I got it at 12 and the over under 49. It'll move up, but that's why I have it at, at this point on DK. There you go. There you go. You know what Aaron Rodgers does when he has a chip on his shoulder. I know what he does. He does a commercial pretending like he's a guitarist. You saw that like all day Sunday, right? Yeah. <laughs> Runs 180 <laughs> times. And this is, uh, I've written this to my former best friend, who's a Chicago guy, by the way. It's crazy. Yes. I love that. Uh, the qualifier to the trip again, Tom Koska of Aurora. Let's go to Marco on the north side. Marco, what's up, Sparky? Good morning, sir. Sizzle chest. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. 
I just have a couple of things. I give uh, Justin Fields a C plus. Um, the offensive line that we've pieced together did a, a decent job. They've got so much pressure on Andy Dalton. I didn't like the fact that uh, Nagy took uh, Dalton out on that drive. They were going down the field to bring Justin Fields in. He did okay on that one drive, but I think they lost momentum. Number two, or number three, Eddie Jackson needs to get released because he's trash. Oh, stop. Release. No, listen, listen a little before you jump on me. Listen to what I got to say. That's terrible. There were two times he whiffed on a tackle. I'm expecting somebody like we haven't had a good, strong safety since Mike Brown. Hold on a second. Who was the guy that punched the ball out that led to the first takeaway? That'd be Eddie Jackson. Who's the guy that blew up a play out on the edge in a one-on-one situation? That'd be Eddie Jackson. Was he perfect? No. To release him? Come on, Marco, you're better than that. You whiff on two tackles when you should have blown up the receiver and possibly caused a fumble on the one, uh, and then you let him go in on – uh, for the touchdown when you could have blown him up there, too. Marco. That's all I'm saying. Marco, you're I'm not releasing Eddie it... Jackson. You're better than that. Come on now. Take emotion out of it. Did he make mistakes? Yeah. Nobody's perfect. He played a pretty damn good football game yesterday. It's I understand where you're coming from, Marco, where you're not happy with Eddie Jackson's play. You want better than 50-50, right? You don't want him to be able to miss tackles or allow touchdowns to happen. But also, you got to take the good with that as well, as we just documented. So, yes, can he improve? There's no question about that. Eddie Jackson is not as bad as we saw in week one. He's not as good as we saw in week two. He just has to improve and get better. That's all. We've seen, like, the tape of him trying to inspire others. He needs to look in the mirror and inspire himself because he has to be a leader out there in the secondary. Uh, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Eddie's on the north side. Hey, Eddie, what's going on? Hey, guys, how you doing? As for Justin Fields, that that was that was horrible. I mean, if he does that the rest of the year, we will be in for a long year. He himself almost lost that game for the Chicago Bears of how he played at the end there with the interception, mm-hmm. and then they were what first and goal. They couldn't even get in there for the touchdown. I thought to myself that, and I didn't want to say this because I don't even like Andy Dalton, the Bears would have scored a lot more points if Andy Dalton was the quarterback in that game. Well, and the one other point is, is yeah. man, if, if Brady keeps up what he's doing, nine touchdowns, two interceptions, and one was a Hail Mary, he's got to be the top line for MVP the NFL this year. No doubt. No doubt. He's been amazing. We appreciate it, my friend. The point is, though, is that because it's Justin Fields as a rookie, you expect him to be better. No, he was not great. But the offense was not great. It was not dynamic. They didn't score enough points collectively. But if Justin Fields is going to be the guy moving forward, there's no question that he's got to improve and the offense has to improve. And the head coach has to be flexible to know what his skill sets are. I can't hammer that point home enough. If you have the same game plan for Andy Dalton as you have for Justin Fields, as you have for Justin Fields, you're not going anywhere. All right, has Andy Dalton taken his final snap as Bears quarterback? Because with a knee injury, and again, we do not know the severity, he'll have an MRI today, that means Justin Fields would get the start on Sunday. Is it his job going forward as I believe? What do you think? 312-332-3776, back in two minutes. 
Make sure you watch us on Twitch. We're live there. Join the chat. ESPN 1000 Chicago, twitch.tv. Sponsored by Pinehurst Resort.